Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. All right, gentlemen, let's get into it. I'm going to ask you guys if you did your homework. We watched a little bit of film. I don't know why I did this, guys. I went and watched the Jets game at the end of the season. The wonderful, wonderful, what, 11-6 to game, I think it was. Uh, We're sorry. We don't give that game enough credit where any game that ends with a safety, you should be able to make fun of that team forever because that's how the Jets ended with all the laterals and then it just didn't work. But previously we were talking about how Jalen Phillips improved as a, not only as a pass rusher, just in terms of consistency, ability to just be around the quarterback of all times. Uh, but, but how about as a defender out in the open field, something I really picked up on. And, and at first I really didn't like it, but you watch uh, the Dolphins defense last year. And there were times where you had uh, Jalen Phillips running out in coverage. You had Melvin Ingram running out in coverage. And something I realized is you watch Jalen Phillips play. His eye movement is so impressive because he knows right away where if he's not getting to the quarterback, his second duty, his second priority is to get out in that flat for a dump off pass. You can tell right away the second he's double teamed, he starts sprinting back to the flat just to be in that area to make sure that that's not where the ball is going. So I want to ask you guys, is there anything that once you start watching Jalen Phillips a little bit, you realize, wait, like he, he can do that too? <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, he he's a phenomenal athlete. I think we all know that. And if we didn't know that, uh, there were some some pictures circulating around the internet uh, <laughs> uh, this offseason that that could uh, at least lead you in that direction. I believe he set a new world record for the most amount of abs on one human being uh, at any given moment. Uh, and I believe Josh would like to make pancakes off of those abs if I've been following uh, his uh, tw- his tweets uh accordingly but but you're you're right Jalen Phillips can kind of do it all uh Jalen Phillips you know he 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 has increased his run stopping obviously the pass rush is where it needs to be uh he even gets past deflections sometimes force fumbles sometimes I mean he's all over the field I think that's probably my favorite quality about Jalen Phillips is his high motor he doesn't take plays off he is literally go 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 all the time Uh, And, you know, in those big situations, when you need somebody to give that 110 percent effort, you can count on Jalen Phillips to do that. He's not somebody that's going to let you down uh, and loaf around. And that's impressive for anyone on any team. But I almost feel, you know, maybe my my Dolphins bias is showing here. I almost feel that's more impressive uh, when you're a member of the Miami Dolphins, because half your games take place in the South Florida sun when it's 100 degrees and, and the humidity is is through the roof uh, that does not exist on Hard Rock Stadium. But you know what I'm saying? Like like to to be able to play as many snaps as he does with the amount of effort that he does in that kind of weather, man, like that's tough. That's really tough. He's a well-conditioned athlete. Uh, and, and, you know, I think we're lucky to be able to watch him learn and grow in this system. And I, again, just keep coming back to it. I think this is the year where Jalen Phillips becomes a household name. And it's not just us talking about him. It's, it's, it's ESPN talking about him. It's Fox sports talking about him. It's, you know, hopefully the president talking about him when the dolphins go for their, uh, their, their ring ceremony at the white house after this season, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, That was actually one of the games I watched, too, Jake. He also got four quarterback hits. He was kind of in Flacco's face a bunch, you know, under 
forcing him under duress, but another one that really showed off his motor was that week seven game against the Steelers. Dolphins only won 16 to 10. Is that, is that the one you're going to do? Eight tackles, one and a half sacks. He was extremely effective and versed the run, one with both power and speed, but the most impressive play of all, and it goes back to this whole motor thing, was he realized he was – I think he was playing uh, over the guard. He realized he wasn't going to get to Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett scrambled to the left side, and you just see Jalen Phillips come from the complete opposite side of the field and chase him down and tackle him short of the first down. I think that showed off, you know, that speed that I guess you don't really think a guy that's, what, six foot five. 263 pounds has and I think when you add that to everything else he can do well him only getting better against the run I mean you can see why he is you know as special of a player as you know we continue to say is some other people continue to say is and why I think he's going to only get better so I had to bring up that one because he was in the backfield he was all over Najee Harris a guy that again people wanted over him he was maybe putting that to rest a little bit and then at times I mean he was just in Kenny Pickett's face and then that one where he chased him down stopped him short of the the pylon I mean it was just it was one of the more impressive plays and I mean who knows what could have happened if they got that first down and you know moved the change I mean I'm not saying it was a game-changing play but it was definitely game-changing watching your big-ass edge rusher chase down the quarterback from the other side of the field it's so clear when you watch he's always moving he's always engaged and that trained eye that he's just developed guys think about it this is going to be the first time ever at least since he's turned 18, and I'm going to say probably even before that, that he's played football in the same place for three straight years. I, I can't even imagine what that does to someone's psyche. I mean, everyone's ranting, rightfully so, about how this Dolphins offense, getting a second year in it, how important it is, but just the ability to train your body and really establish yourself at one place for so long, I can't imagine what that does for your confidence. And, you know, I, I joked about watching this game, but if you watch that Jets game, if you watch that Buffalo game in the playoffs – this defense had some crucial, crucial holes. There were some massive struggles. There were some real big scheme holes. But at the same time, if you watch this defense, they were so locked in. They were so ready to go by the end of the year. It was so much fun to watch. I mean, you have Jalen Phillips, you know, obviously, the, the what's the saying? The, the fastest route is a straight line. I mean, there are plays where Phillips, not only can he crack inside to stop the run, but other times, he can just stand straight up, pop the right tackle, and move him off his set. It's just so interesting to see him do a bunch of different things. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday the 26th. There's videos going out there of uh, Chubb and Jalen Phillips karate chop practicing on the field. All they are missing to look like Aaron Donald is a couple of knives. But it's just interesting to see how he's developed, he's grown, because this is a situation he hasn't really had before. Uh, that Jets game, it was a tough to watch because Joe Flacco was getting rid of that ball in 0.2 seconds. The ball was the average depth. The target had to be seven yards. But the key there was if Flacco didn't get rid of it in 0.2 seconds, Jalen Phillips was there. And that's all that matters, right? If you make a quarterback split, think for a split second, it's too late. And that's why I think he's going to be such a great addition to this Dolphins defense under Vic Fangio. I just think that ability to make quarterbacks think, put them in under pressure situations is where Jalen Phillips is really going to be great. Again, I want to bring it up again. I think there are situations he can be used as a outside linebacker, the true one, not just the pass rusher where he can go back in coverage. And I'm starting to think about this defensive line, right? The one thing Jalen Phillips didn't do last year, uh, you know, Merrick kind of hit on all these things he uh, improved on. His 19 quarterback hits was fourth in the league. His 48 hurries was seventh in the league. You look around this defense, especially that front, it's a Swiss Army knife of all the different things they can do. But I want to give a shout-out to Emmanuel Agba real quick because Jalen Phillips, he had one batted ball last year. Josh, when I was listening to our pod last year, the one thing that stuck out, we forgot about Agba Island. That was a thing. 
his ability to knock down passes and really get into the sights of opposing quarterbacks was so key that that's where I'm starting to think how this defense can work, how you can get these guys in situations to play to their strengths, and how someone like Emmanuel Agba can provide something that this defense doesn't have. To you both, I want to ask you about a former number 18th overall in the NFL draft, but we're going all the way back to 2012 when I graduated high school. How do you guys feel about this knowing that Melvin Ingram and his eight sacks are not going to be part of this team next year? Do you feel that that kind of hinders what they're going to try to do? Are they going to miss someone like that, not only in the locker room, but having those taped up fingers, uh, you know, swatting off passes, sprinting balls into the end zone uh, after block punts? Yeah, yeah, you you mentioned that, and you do mention Ogba. You know, getting Ogba back healthy will be big for this defense. Uh, and with the new scheme that Fangio is bringing, you could see Ogba playing inside a little bit more. He's that big body dude, um, so maybe he doesn't play as much edge, but he, he's going to rotate in there on the inside. But you also got to mention a guy like Malik Reed uh, coming over from Pittsburgh, but actually, you know, had his most successful years playing for the Denver Broncos under their then coach, Vic Fangio, who is now the Dolphins defensive coordinator. You know, we've talked about that a lot. I think Malik Reed coming in, Emmanuel Ogba coming back healthy. I think that's going to mitigate the loss uh, that, that the Dolphins have, that, that hole that they have with Mel, Melvin Ingram not being on the field. I, I did enjoy Melvin Ingram's play. I do think he kind of you know, he took a dip as the season wore on a little bit, and he's an older player. Maybe he got tired. Maybe his legs weren't as fresh as they were earlier in the year. Um, but but he is he's a solid player, but I do think the Dolphins have the pieces and the scheme to make up for his loss on this defense, and I think they're going to be A-OK without him. And plus, there's plenty of time. They could still add somebody uh, to this roster, to this defense, uh, to, to help fill that role. Yeah, no, I think Jadavian Clowney's still out there. I'm just going to throw his hey. name out there because he's a guy who I've been uh, – I remember doing cut-ups the one-off season because there were, like, rumors he was going to get traded in Miami, and I wasted so much time on that. So um, I'm absolutely going to miss Melvin Ingram and his, you know, the way he kind of played with his hair on fire at times, those dreads flowing in the back. But I think you're both right. Emmanuel Ogba, Malik Reed, I think this defensive line's pretty much set. You touched on a little bit, Jake, and I talked about it before in the offseason, but that wild card game against uh, the Buffalo Bills, he had nine total tackles two for a loss, seven quarterback pressures, three quarterback hits, a half sack. I mean, he was that was one of his best-rated PFF games, and I think what made me uh, the most excited about that was the fact that it was so late in the season, that his body didn't really wear down at all. I mean, we saw the images. Maybe I'm thinking of the, the game earlier in the year when they played in Buffalo, but he had his shirt off at one point, and like the freezing cold, and he's the only guy out there with his, uh, you know, Machamp 20-pack abs, just like it, it didn't phase him. And to see him get better as the season wore on, um, was definitely a bright spot and something that should have us all excited for what he can do, again, in Vic Fangio's defense. Because I think this guy, as soon as Fangio got here, I mean, that was one of the guys that he was gushing about, saying how excited he was to work with him. But he also mentioned how these guys, you know, they have to still go out there and prove that they are these superstar players, not just, you know, go based off of what they accomplished in years past, this, that, and the other thing. So um, I'm here for it, man. Jalen Phillips, fair player. I need to buy a jersey because I just keep hyping him up every time we get a chance. I got one. Of course, yeah, of course. Wants. I just bought it. I just bought a Jalen Ramsey one a couple of days ago too, so it's on the way. Oh, I, I just bought one, ten jerseys. I, I, I like jerseys. That's what I do. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm more concerned about this interior defensive line depth. I really am. I'm not so concerned about the edge rushers. I think we're kind of all set there. I want to know who is behind Wilkins, Sealer, and Raekwon. Like, who's going to be 
backing those guys up? What happens if we suffer a serious injury to one of those guys? In particular, Raekwon Davis, who doesn't get a lot of love from Dolphins fans, but he is that true nose tackle type fella. He's a big dude, and the Vic Fangio scheme requires a true true nose tackle. Who is his his backup there? I know, Jake, you're you're kind of a fan of this uh, Brandon Peely guy, and I think I think that's where you're going there. I think you want to talk. You want to talk a little bit about him, but I Dolphins have cap space. They have some. Let's spend a little bit of it. I know we want to roll it over, and we got all these extensions coming down the pipe, and and you know we're gonna have to pay a lot of a lot of players, especially if this season goes the way we want it to go, uh, which is the Dolphins having success, making the playoffs, winning playoff games, maybe potentially ending up in a Super Bowl. That would be phenomenal. Um, I did just place a a, a bet on DraftKings uh, that that the Dolphins would make the Super Bowl at the very least. So uh, there's extra incentive for me, but uh, I want to know. I want to know. Let's spend some of this cap space and get ourselves some interior defensive line help, some interior defensive line depth, and and really make sure that one of the weaknesses on this team can become a a strength. I think that the front seven is already a strength, but the depth behind those starters worries me. And we saw firsthand last season what happens when your team suffers a lot of injuries now it was in the secondary not the front seven but what happens if if god forbid a christian wilkins gets injured or or a zach sealer gets injured who's stepping into that role like let, let's let's pay somebody to come on in here i'm all for a guy named akeem hicks i think he's a great player and i think i mean at this point he hasn't been signed anywhere. You might be able to lowball this dude and get him in here and, and have him in that rotation. But but what do you guys think? How do you feel about this interior defensive line depth? And and, and do you think an addition would, would help out this defense? Go ahead, Josh. Can I say queasy? Um, can I use my queasy? I mean, oh, I, you, yeah. you get it one per episode. I think you're you're spot on with the Hicks, and I think another name you mentioned earlier in the offseason was Ndamukong Sue. You know, bring him in here, right? I mean, those are guys that can fill depth positions and I do think that you know we're all talking about Dalvin Cook and some of these other spots I think you know you're right that up front that nose tackle sort of thing defensive tackle as soon as one of those guys you know Raekwon if he doesn't live up to the hype or you know doesn't get this scheme down and you know can't be I mean I I don't think we can sit here and say he can't take on you know two two um offensive linemen because I think that's just kind of what he's built for but if if there is an injury on that defensive line who's going to step up so yeah spend that money if you have to but maybe they're waiting until they do the joint practices with uh the Falcons and B. John Robinson before he, you know, goes for 3,000 yards in their in their uh, um, training camps before they go out there and sign a defensive lineman. For me, it really boils down to is, is the juice worth the squeeze here? Like, I understand what someone like Raekwon Davis can bring to the table, uh, but the Dolphins are paying a lot of guys, right? Bradley Chubb has a huge contract. Jalen Phillips, Xavier Howard. Then you got your emerging guys on rookie contracts like Javon Holland uh, and Jalen Phillips. However, you also had guys step up, and what makes the defense special are the people you don't expect. Cater Kohu last year, for instance. I just don't know if there's any money to spend. I do think they're going to try to do everything they can to roll it over. You mentioned Brandon Peely, an undrafted free agent. I think it can uh, really be him to be that fourth defensive tackle. But I do wonder if this is a situation where a rising tide raises all boats. Yes, uh, and the grand scheme, looking at a depth chart, yeah, not having a nose tackle or being down one of those defensive tackles, you're like, oh man, how are we going to, you know, win? What are we going to do here? But I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if that is a position that can kind of derail an entire game plan and make you lose a game. I, I completely get that, you know, you in terms of Madden, you'll go from like an 89 overall to a 
hell, 67 overall. But I just don't know if that's an opportunity for the Dolphins to say, this is going to be so bad, we need to bring in someone else. I just, I don't know. Last year, I take a look at a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, stacked team, uh, playing with a with a quarterback who's on his rookie deal at the time. Uh, and, and what did they do? As the season was progressing, they went out and they signed themselves a couple quality interior defensive linemen. And Dominican Sue was one of those. I believe the other guy was Linval Joseph. Am I am I right there? You know, they 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 went out. They they saw an area of need. Uh, maybe not as starters, but as as depth pieces. They said we got a little bit of cap room here. We got a quarterback playing on a cheap deal, and we're all in. We want to win. We want to get to a Super Bowl. We want to win a Super Bowl. They fell short. You know. Things like that happen when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. But if the Dolphins are all in and we've kind of all agreed that this roster is the best roster that we've seen in our entire lifetimes, that means this roster has the best chance to win a Super Bowl out of any roster that we've ever watched play football for the Miami Dolphins. Why not take that 12, 13 million in cap space that you have right now and use it? and get those depth pieces and make sure that you're all set right now, just in case things don't go according to plan. Make sure that you're in your best position possible right now to win yourself a Super Bowl, not just get to one, but win a Super Bowl for your coaches, for your owner, for your players, for us, the fan base. We've been starved for a championship for so, so long. You have a little bit of room, spend that money, make it happen bring in these players. They're still out there. Make your roster as good as it possibly can be. Why have a B plus roster or an A minus roster when you can have an A plus roster? I'm all in. They should be all in. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll, man. Like I'm getting jazzed up here. And I think these are, this is kind of just how things play out. Sometimes, you know, you you wait a little bit longer. Maybe you get a better deal. You see where you're at. You want to see how these guys look in training camp. Uh, I think there will be moves made. And I do think another defensive lineman will be brought into the fold. Uh, I'm just getting a little anxious. I kind of want it to happen sooner rather than later. Cause I think, I think this team in particular, and they know it too. I mean, every time you, every time you see Tua at the podium or Tyreek at the podium, they're talking about how this team can really do some special things. And, you know, we, we, we all suffer from battered dolphins fan syndrome right now, where we were like, when any, when any time something good is on the horizon, we convince ourselves that it, it's not meant for us and that something will happen that will, uh, will cause all of, all of this to come toppling down like a, like a shaky Jenga tower. Uh, but, but I think if you can shore up that base, if you can get that quality depth in here now, sign some veterans on some cheap deals, I think you do it and, and I'm waiting for it to happen. And I hope it happens. Cause I really do think that this could be a really, really special year for the Miami dolphins. Yeah, I looked at the depth chart on ESPN. Peely is the only guy that's behind uh, Raekwon Davis, so maybe that's that it. is something. All you they, got. Uh, maybe that all is something new. But I, what what was that? It's all we need. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, Merrick's saying all that. You still don't feel like the world, like the Jenga puzzle, is gonna be pulled out from underneath and everything's gonna come toppling down. Because every time I refresh Twitter, I'm waiting for some bad, something bad to happen. I was time. convinced first day of training camp. I was convinced somebody was going down today. And that's Correct. just same old, same old Dolphin fans. I'm going to rip us back on track here. I wish I had a better um, transition. But, guys, to wrap up some thoughts on Jalen Phillips real quick, uh, I want to hear from both of you guys. Who finishes with more sacks this year, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips? I'll let you go first, Josh. 
I, I mean, Jalen Phillips. I can't say anybody else. Jalen Phillips. Get, get his gold bust ready. Get the gold jacket ready. That's where I'm at with Jalen Phillips. Yeah, I really do think this secondary is going to allow both of those guys to feast this year. I think you're going to see a great season from Bradley Chubb, kind of that that bounce back, that rebound season that everyone's hoping from him. Um, it's kind of weird to say that we need to see a rebound season from Bradley Chubb when his cap hit is like nearly $20 million. Like he's getting paid 19 plus million this year. It, it, it's wild. But um you know, I think we're going to see a bounce back season from him. I think we're going to see a breakout season from Jalen Phillips. I think it's going to be close, but I will actually lean Jalen Phillips myself. I think we're looking at some somewhere in the vicinity of 14 and a half, 15 sacks for, for Phillips and, and maybe 13, 13 and a half for Bradley Chubb here. I think it's going to be a great year for both of those guys. Health permitting, as always.